0: Hey there, bad girl, looking for something else Hey there, bad boy, looking for something else Coming to the lounge, coming to the wiki Come and stick around, come and tell the to me Bobcast Come in the Bobcast Bobcast Coming the Bobcast Good evening ladies and gentlemen And welcome to uh, The 300th episode of The Bobcast Live in the lounge Staring at the Ouija board Been doing this since December of 2000 Motherfucking 13 I was just 33 years old A young whippersnapper with dreams of becoming a podcast host superstar. And guess what? I'm still working at it, you know? That's one thing you should do for yourself in this life is never give up on your dreams. Just because it doesn't financially make sense or just because something happens that prohibits you from doing it in your mind that's made up by society. Dude, just keep doing what you like. I don't even care if I get paid for this. For the few and the proud, the the few out there, the Bobcast fans who have been here since the beginning, the Bob Nation, the ones who have texted me week after week about stuff that's on the show, the ones who have you know welcomed me and welcomed me into their earbuds and dealt with my and speech impediment through 300 episodes of pure magic. I thought, like you know, who who am I going to get on the show for episode 300? You know. And the truth is, there's just a big void in my life that's been left by the death of my grandmom. And, like, I mean, you know, I know death is a part of life and stuff like that, but, I mean, I was really close with my grandmom. My grandmom was, like, uh, you know, she's very easy to talk to, and she always had this vibe that was very close to, like, uh... I don't even know how to describe it like a old time blue car train to Atlantic City vibe. You know, when things didn't matter, you could smoke cigarettes and the dentist and fucking, you know, people didn't care. They just lived, you know. And then what was it like? The Imagine like being part of my grandmom's generation. She died at 99 years old, born in the 1920s. You know, like imagine like, uh, you know you know, watching men drink, uh, smoke, and then later, like, down the line in your, like, you know, 70s or 60s finding out, oh, cancer spreads by cigarettes in the 80s and the whole anti-smoking cigarettes campaign. My grandmom quit smoking cigarettes. She didn't want to do it no more. But she used to smoke palm Mall or camel on filters. I can't really call them because I, I've quit smoking cigarettes I just started talking about it recently after two years because you can't talk about it in the beginning if you do you're a fool because your your addictive brain's like yeah 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 let everybody know let everybody know you're doing good and then bang you're at the Plymouth Mini Mall and you accidentally had some sarku Japan and you want a cigarette afterwards you're like what is this 1999 nah don't do it, man. If, you, if you're if somebody who smokes out there and you listen to the podcast, listen, it took me, how old was I? I was 30, 39. No, maybe 30. I don't even know how long it's been. That's how crazy the process is, is because if you start to, like, count dates, it's it's not good. You, you um, develop, like, this reward system in your mind. Well, if I make it to this many days, then I'll have a cigarette. And the truth of the matter is, you know, like, Excuse me while I uh, feed my fish. I just realized I neglected to feed him this morning. It's a tough thing to crack. And, you know, one thing that can be said, life is a tough thing to crack. And, um, you know, this whole COVID-19 um, experience, you know, and everything that um, happened, you know, through the the lens of Robert Cahill, kind of sucked, you know, because it's like, I went every Sunday to see my grandmother without fail and uh, my average time there would be like maybe two, two and a half hours sometimes, you know, always just longer than a quick drop in, you know, because you never know when someone you love is going to pass, especially when they're in their nineties, you know? So there'd be, there'd be many times where I'd be there with my grandmom and, um, you know, in my mind, I'd be sitting there thinking, this is, this is the last time I'm going to sit across from her, you know, and this is the last time that I'm going to touch her hand, and this is the last time I'm going to look down and see her shoes next to my shoes. And it was really, it, it, to be honest, it's just a really tough thing, you know? Like, when you love somebody so much, and you know that their physical body doesn't have much time left on Earth, and, and you watch the 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 decay, you know, like you, you're there while, um, it's crazy. I mean, we basically returned to our baby selves in the nineties were pretty helpless, you know, and, um, my grandmom had, uh, you know, it enjoyed our visits so much, you know, and, uh, I felt that, you know, um, our time together kept her like, you know, um, alive, So obviously I had guilt when COVID-19 happened and I couldn't go see her and, um, it kind of made me go crazy, you know, and, um, I've never really spoken about it on the Bobcast, um, but it was a really tough thing to deal with, you know, like, um. Having had to deal with, you know, the past, you know, 10 years or nine years of her life in the 90s, thinking this is it. And then when it was finally it, COVID-19 happens, the 100-year pandemic comes knocking on my door. And um, I'll never forget that shit, man. You know, like, I went to Disney World the week before, or excuse me, two weeks before the shutdown on March 13th. And I came back from Disney World, um, and I was pretty panicked down Disney World because you know I listened to podcasts and I try to listen to like you know Fox News, MSNBC, everything out there. That's when I actually did listen to. I don't listen to the news now, and that's a true statement here on the Bombcast. Like, it, I don't start my day with it no more. I just can't. I care too much about the world to um, pollute my mind with what's what what the, what's wrong with the world. I should just try to do good, so that way good things can happen to others through me I think that's a very important thing but yeah just that traumatic you know um, I went to Disney World with my son it's supposed to be like the best time on earth and I never thought in a million years even when we were there that there would be like a government shutdown I never thought that come on but I was vigilant there, and, um, you know, I was embarrassed of myself, like Howard Hughes, like, you know, washing hands after each ride, and people weren't even doing that then. I even remember, like, back then going to a um, uh, country hawking uh, tobacco store, not to get cigarettes, but to get rolling papers, raw Roll rolling papers, organic indeed, and um, I wear a mask in there, and I never forget this girl looked at me just like, what the fuck? is wrong with you. And, you know, there's a lot wrong with me. But, you know, I was vigilant then. And, you know, I felt uh, redeemed when the pandemic happened, sickly, that, you know, my behavior in Disney World was uh, not in vain. That's a weird part of my ego that I understand now was just trying to validate my um, fears of dying, right? Isn't that what everybody was scared of when this happened? Well, what I was scared of was losing my grandmom because of COVID-19, you know, like, and, um, not being able to be there with her, you know, and, uh, March 13th, everything shut down and, um, I started going there and like, uh, taking pictures outside of her window, you know, I thought everything was going to end in two weeks, like everybody else. But then I started to think otherwise because, you know, what they tell you isn't always what happens, you know, and, uh. It just progressed on and on until, you know, it was FaceTiming with, um, you know, the staff and, uh, you know, one nurse in particular, am I don't know if I can share her name. I don't know if she would like that or it's just for privacy. I'm just going to say the nurse, she really took care of me and, um, FaceTime me all the time with my grandmother my grandmother loved the nurse so therefore the FaceTime with a nurse and me was a good time you know we laughed it was like a good visit and I'll be always thankful for for that and um, I'm trying to uh, make uh, the proper preparations to include her in part of my life you know like parts of my life like birthday parties for my son and stuff like that so I mean she's a very sweet nurse and um yeah, I'm thankful that my grandma was able to uh, have those moments because a few times that nurse wasn't there and we had to talk through Zoom and that shit sucked, man. Because, like, at one point my grandmom got moved down to the first floor and the first floor, from my understanding, from, uh, you know, um, my knowledge of the places where all the COVID patients were. So I thought for sure, oh, my God, my grandma is going to, you know, succumb, you know, down there. And then the FaceTime, excuse me, the, there was no FaceTime because that nurse couldn't work down there. And that just, it was like living in a, like a horror movie, really, to be honest with you. You know, I was looking at your phone thinking that's going to be the message or the phone call you don't want to receive, you know. And, uh, at one point we got to visit her outside there uh, on the first floor and that was just, you know, very sad, you know, and, um, She just didn't look happy down there, you know, and uh time just went on through the summer and then into the fall. And then it was like October. And I found out just because at that time, if you recall, there was like a, uh, a dip in cases and people were like, oh, we can, you know, we can go back outside. We could do things. And somehow or another there at that nursing home, they allowed one visitor to come for, I think I got 20 minutes, you know and um i wasn't allowed to touch my grandma and they wheeled her into the room and um they um pushed her to you know, the other side of this like big table you know and like that was my last time in the same room with my grandmother and um i posted a picture of it on instagram and uh it was just fucking hard man you know honest to god it was just brutal you know i had two masks on didn't you know like and we had 20 minutes and she she has a hard time hearing and i'm sitting across this like long dracula looking motherfucking table and like i'm wearing two masks and like i'm a very uh visual person i speak with my hands i i you know it just it wasn't a good visit you know and then she left and i couldn't hug her and i was just like what the f-? you know like and then like at the same time juxtaposed you know, people being like, this is a fucking hoax, this is this, 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 and I'm not gonna wear a mask inside because I'm a motherfucking American who likes to fucking polish off a six pack before seven thirty PM before then I well, I'm not gonna go into the rest because I know some young kids watch this show. But um Yeah, it was tough, you know, going through that and then people thinking that the virus wasn't real. Meanwhile, people are dying at the nursing home, you know, and like, uh, I just kept thinking my grandmom's next. She's going to get it. She's going to get it, you know, and I wasn't really sleeping. I was definitely overeating. I I love food for, uh, comfort, you know, who doesn't really, but I mean, I like carbs, you know, carbs can make you, uh, numb, I guess it's a weird it doesn't do anything beneficial for your body, but it numbs you out, right? Like nutritious wise, but makes you feel nothing. And, you know, I got really depressed and um, it was bad and it went on for a bit and, you know, like it just, then my grandmom got moved from the second floor up to the first floor and then that nurse started to FaceTime me again and things got good, you know? And we started having good chats and then in January, she just got really sick and uh, passed away the day after my birthday. And uh, I was up in the Poconos when I received a phone call to hear the news and never thought in a million years I'd be alone in the woods, you know, early morning. You know, like uh, as a young boy, it's like your worst fear of losing your grandmother, you know, the one you love. And uh, I thought about it for maybe since I was seven, you know, and uh, it was pretty traumatic, you know, and uh, just, it's just rough, you know, like, not being able to, to process it, and not being able to um, have, like, true closure, you know, like, I always thought I would be there, I thought that I would be next to her as she passed, or, like, you know, like, they'd call me, and i you know what I'm saying, like, I never thought that COVID-19 would separate me from her and it makes me happy that I did spend all that time with her and I documented quite a bit of it but yeah I just I thought it would be cool if I just dedicated the whole 300 episodes thus far to my grandmother Frances Januzelli one thing that can totally be said about my grandmother is that she was my number one fan. In fact, every Sunday when I would go visit her, she would ask me, Bobby, how's your radio show going? Before the pandemic, I recorded all the time at my, my grandmother's house because she was in the nursing home. And, um, you know, I felt great doing the show there because. She believed in me, you know, and it's really important to have somebody in your life who believes in you, you know. Um, I was lucky to have my grandmother, and she supported every single artistic endeavor I did, and she would ask questions about it, you know. Like, months after the fact, she would ask me about, like, a project with uh, an Australian band called Brother that she had met years ago, and she was always in tune with... um my need to create and my need to be an artist. In fact, my grandmother taught me how to draw. She had an obsession with Betty Boop. And uh, it was just really fun being a kid with someone who would treat you with respect and who would also ask questions. You know, something to be said about, you want people to ask you questions. You know, you want people to, um, engage with you. You, you want to ask people questions and you want to hear their answers and then you want them to ask you a question. I can't tell you how many conversations I've been in, in my adult life where I'm just, I'm I'm in a conversation with somebody, but what's going on is they're just waiting to talk. You know, they're waiting for their turn and they're not taking my ideas into consideration. They're not taking my, you know, um... They're not taking me seriously. And that's the worst feeling to feel, you know? It's upsetting and you can go down a dark path where you're like, you feel like you're alone. And especially if you're somebody who's creative like myself, I know a lot of you out there are listening to the show. I feel the same way. It's like, you gotta, you gotta make stuff. You gotta be creative because it's your life force. It's who you are, you know? And that life force can be amplified by somebody like my grandmother. You know and um, you know I'm recording this episode now in May and she passed away day after my birthday in January and you know reflecting back those those weeks of grief you know I sucked but I read a quote along the way that says grief keeps love alive and that's my dog trying to jump in here to my studio she doesn't understand podcasting but you guys do you've been here for a long time and uh many of you continue to support me in the same way that my grandma and Fran did and for that I'm really grateful and look truth be told there was numerous times I was going to end this show just end it you know because it's um it's hard you know to do this each week and uh keep putting out content, and, um, I don't know, I, I also really, I kind of want to be, I don't know if I've ever talked about this really in detail, but, like, I fucking hate the name of the show, like, I was fueled by my ego when I was 33 years old, and one time when I was stoned, I was like, oh, yeah, wouldn't that be clever if I called the show The Bobcast instead of The podcast. Regardless, you know, through the years, there's been many other Bobcasts that popped up on iTunes, and even the rapper Bob tried to get one off the ground, but he couldn't come up against the Juggernet Google search engine when it comes to the Bobcast, and that's me, Bob Cahill. If you search me, I'm everywhere. But back to that ego thing, you know, that ego thing really bothered me once I became a dad. You know, like once you, once you put yourself last and somebody else first you really can either do two things you could become an enlightened individual or you could become even more of a dick and uh truth be told you know i just i care about you more than i care about me you know it's your ego everything about your ego really is the shitty things about yourself and you know it to be true you know I know it now it took me years and some deep research to figure out where my place is in the universe and um, one thing I'm always going to be thankful for is the fact that my grandmother Frances Zelli was a part of that universe for 41 years you know and I'm lucky that I had my grandmom for that many years and you know in the last 10 years as I documented um, her reality and stuff like that and um, taking pictures of her and videos for you guys to see on Instagram and Facebook or whatever. You know, I never thought in a million years that it would touch you. And I never um, anticipated that type of love from people who never even met my grandmama in real life. And uh, in the days that she passed, many of you reached out, many of you even dropped off gifts at my house, uh, you know, and, um, I'll never forget that, man, you know, and it's kind of cool that my grandmom became like your grandmom in a way, you know, and, um, yeah, I'm just super happy right now that she seems like she's at peace, um, moving on with my life, and, you know, I'm gonna keep love alive by honoring her memory, I do this thing on Instagram called Flashback Frant Friday, Uh, I'm just gonna start posting stuff, because I filmed so much stuff with my grandmother, and, At one point, I was like, maybe I should just put it into like a 10 minute video or something like that. And I was like, you know what? No, because that would just be over in 10 minutes. And I'd like to keep her memory alive forever. And um, one of the things that we will do is uh, I'm just going to keep talking about her here on the show. And, uh, you know, I know episode 200, I try to go prolifically epic and stuff. And this one's toned down. 300 is a big milestone. You know, it's something that I've been working towards for a long time. And I believe if you're a creative person, regardless of the name of your podcast, just keep going, man. You know, just keep going. My grandma would want me to keep my radio show going, you know, and I love when she called it my radio show because honest to God, I grew up with the radio and I, uh, you know, there's something nostalgic about that, tuning in, listening. And uh, I love podcasts so much. I love the art of it. And in fact, you know, the crazy thing is I used to be a cinephile watching TV every night, movies. I don't watch television at all no more. I just listen to podcasts during the day and then at nighttime I just try to like tune in with my family a bit, eat dinner together at the table, put them to bed and maybe every now and then we'll watch something, but I fall asleep now and you know what? It's kind of cool because I feel like I'm more in tune to my life. I feel like I'm more in tune to my family and uh I'll never forget you, Grandma Friend. I never will. And um, Jesus is like, the, every day I think about you and uh, all that great laughter we had together, you know? And it sucks that I wasn't there um, at the end because of COVID 19 and all that shit, you know? But like, <sighs> you know, um, when you. Put into perspective you know you want to be there with somebody at the end but I really believe that once you pass on everything is known and everything is everything you know and like my grandmom went into the universe to become one with it again and you know in the days after her death I felt her following me around a bit and then all of a sudden I just felt her presence be released you know then I don't care if you're you know Christian, Jewish, Muslim, uh, you know, whatever. I believe in all your religions, okay? I give you all respect. I believe that there is something to this life. But I also believe that you need to remain optimistic that the universe still has some surprises in store for you, you know? For those of you out there who are, you know, reflecting upon your religion as it being, you know, from A to Z, I ask you to take a look at other religions of the world. I ask you to take a look at other people's instinctive, uh, you know, um, beliefs. What did they believe in? And how can you learn from that, you know? Because I think that's where my grandmom is now, just in that world of understanding. And uh, I wish you guys the best, you know. um, If you stick with me for another 300, I could be well into my 50s and 60s, but, uh, you know, let's keep going. Let's keep going for Grandma Fran, Let's keep going for the art of podcasting. Let's keep going for all the people out there who are artists who um, feel like they're not seen or heard. Um, I I see you and I hear you. And um, I want you to know I respect my listeners very much. Thank you. Um, if you would do me a favor and perhaps maybe share the podcast or leave a review on iTunes or any of that shit. It helps me get the algorithm out for more people and it helps me also... Um, keep the show, uh, relative, um, like to thank everybody, too, who's been on the show the past 299 episodes, uh, couldn't do it without you, um, and yeah, you know, I love you guys, I really do, and I love my grandmom, Frances Janicelli, may she rest in peace, my name's Bob, and this has been the 300th episode of the Bobcast.